0: Hello, Whelava. You're listening to Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific. Lo o Susana Coming up. I'm with a lot of concern about what Biden's visit to PNG would mean. Biden cancels his quick trip to PNG. However, the country's leaders are warned to tread carefully when it comes to making a deal with the U.S., also,
1: we're much more cognizant of climate change now.
0: There's solid progress on the dollar rebuild, and later on, the Vanuatu Public Service is set to undergo a reform. Don Wiseman finds out more. A human rights advocacy group working in the Pacific is urging Papua New Guinea to err on the side of caution as it considers signing a security cooperation deal with the United States. The International Centre for Advocates Against Discrimination, the International Centre for Advocates Against Discrimination says reports that the two countries had planned to advance the agreement during the now cancelled Biden visit to Port Moresby without any public imports or scrutiny was a big red flag. Our director at the centre, Erin Thomas, says in charting the way forward, it's important for Pacific countries not to forget the legacy of harm from United States military activity in the region. Kuroi Hawkins spoke with Erin Thomas and began by asking where their data is coming from and what is it saying? So we actually
2: sort of started work with our partners in the region a few years ago when we did a strategic assessment with partners in Micronesia and the Marshall Islands uh, in advance the compacts of association renegotiations. So basically wanting to work with our um, human rights advocacy partners um, who are on the ground to elevate some of their concerns around human rights that often don't make it to the diplomatic negotiating table. Um, and many of the things that emerged from there were around nuclear testing in the Marshall Islands and the lack of a uh, full effort to redress those harms, as well as some ongoing environmental harm. Um, in the Marshall Islands, but also just general neglect um, in micronesia as well.
3: and uh extension of this work you've you've um been in this space with the the now cancelled uh, visit of uh, Joe Biden to Papua New Guinea, but also around a security cooperation agreement um that's that was being brokered between the two countries.
2: yeah, so we had our partners, our human rights advocates and organizations in Papua New Guinea um, and across the region reach out um, with a lot of concern about what Biden's visit to PNG would mean when it was initially slated for May 22nd. Um, So we started putting together some information as well, in addition to nuclear testing, sort of drawing on the somewhat scant research um, around unexploded ordinances, uh, which remain from World War II and the U.S. has... Um, largely failed to clear most of these. And there have been recent deaths and injuries from bombs and shells erupting from these unexploded weapons that have been scattered and left across the region um, for decades now. So that was a primary concern, but also obviously the security pact um, that we now know is on the table. Um, So the U.S.'s intentions to deepen its military um, presence in the Pacific is a primary concern to our partners.
3: In terms of, of that concern, is it, I guess, the escalation uh, in the face of uh, growing or, or increased geopolitical competition in the Pacific? Or is it is it in terms of the harm of the footprint, I guess, of the U.S. military across the region?
2: Yeah, well, it's definitely both. Um, I think there's concern about sort of what people know about the legacy of the U.S. military and the lack of redress um, signals that, This will be a continuation of that behavior. Um, But certainly what's important to our partners is that what's on the table would make their homes a geopolitical and military playground to the detriment of human rights um, and the environment. And we're just hoping to see alongside our partners some leadership in trying to set that right.
3: It seems with AUKUS, um, with this security cooperation pact um, uh, that's being brokered with Papua New Guinea, it's, it's kind of a losing battle, um, would you say, in terms of the momentum the U.S. seems to be gathering?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's tough to go up against anyone as a human rights defender, but certainly um, with not just the U.S. military, but the whole AUKUS um, uh, conglomerate there. It's a little bit um, daunting, but I think it's really important that um, as human rights defenders we make our voices heard. Um, and what is really important about this security pact in PNG is that it wasn't tabled for review or for input from civil society um, prior to the intention to advance it. So at the very least, you know, we need to be getting input from civil society, especially as these key players in the region intend to make the region a military playground.
3: The visit for Biden was sort of (laughs) (laughs) ended with a sort of fizzle and a hiss. But in terms of the statement from the White House saying that they would look to continue this in the coming year. What can we draw from that? Is there there anything we can draw from that? Is that just as as vague as it sounds?
2: Yeah, you know, regardless of Biden cancelling his trip, um, it's clear that the US is still committed to deepening its military and diplomatic presence in the Pacific. Um, And as foreign policy goes, um, it seems like domestic priorities also come into play, and that was the reason given um, for for cancelling the trip as well. But, you know, these efforts will continue, and we know that the U.S. is very committed to sort of entrenching um, this military expansion. Um, so it's still incredibly important that we, we speak to both the harm caused already and the lack of address, but also the need for the U.S. to fulfil its commitment to a nuclear-free Pacific Um and ideally from hearing from the ground to end military expansion in the region entirely.
0: A forum to improve housing in Tonga was recently hosted in Auckland this week by Habitat for Humanity. The charity is actively working in Tonga with local authorities to help with the Kingdom's rebuild from the devastation caused by the eruption of the Hunga hungahaapai volcano a year and a half ago. Whinau Whanua spoke to CEO Alan Thorpe, who's currently in Tonga, organising the project.
4: Could you describe this housing project in Tonga? um, How long has it been in place and uh, how many houses are you working on?
1: Yeah, so we signed the agreement with the Ministry of Education in September last year uh, and um, we are building eight homes um, after the volcano tsunami um, and we have... Uh, dedicating three of those homes tomorrow um, for families to move into, and um, the other homes are, are still um, I- about 50 60% complete, so we're expecting those to be completed in the next month or so. So, um, yeah, very exciting.
4: And your assessment of the housing... The state of housing in Tonga, because I know that there's been a lot of damage in some villages. What are you observing? Is there a lot of work that needs to be done in Tonga?
1: I think there is a lot of work to be done for housing in Tonga, um, but you know, housing is a complex system, and um, particularly Tonga has um, some very specific issues around land tenure uh, and um, affordability of products. So uh, you know, just like just like in New Zealand and Tonga, the price of building has gone up dramatically um, and um, people's incomes haven't changed to match that. So clearly um, people aren't able to do maintenance and when there is a cyclone or damage to their house, they're not able to repair it. So yes, I think the state of housing is, is probably um, you know, not, it's not tracking in the right direction.
4: And disaster resilience, is this a big part of the, the project?
1: So disaster resilience, uh, one of the things with partnering with the Tongan Institute of Science and Technology, um, they're training their students in, in carpentry skills and um, through their training as well, they're also helping them understand, build back safer techniques and also things like cyclone strapping. So um, these are clearly things that um, need to be, the education that needs to happen across Tonga um, and across the Pacific where um when people do build houses, they can build them in a in a safer way that's more resilient to um, things like cyclones. Um, the other aspect, obviously, is um, climate change and um, building in places that are not as vulnerable to climate change. So choosing choosing a place to rebuild, which is important. So in some places, uh, the government here has um, said that you know there's a red zone; um, houses can't be rebuilt there. Um, and uh, we would agree with that because they're vulnerable places um, which are, are only going to have um, further impact you know in, in future years if we rebuilt in that place
4: last question you talked about climate change in the pacific islands as a whole i mean um where your organization is working is this becoming a big issue the way you implement your projects and yeah. building
1: houses <clears throat> Yeah, certainly um, we're much more cognisant of climate change now. And in fact, we have very specific funding from uh, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade to actually think about um, building greater resilience to climate change and mitigating climate change factors. So that's certainly part of the programming of Habitat for Humanity in the Pacific.
0: The Pacific community has been called in to reform the Vanuatu Public Service. The SPC work will be undertaken over several years with the United States Agency for International Development, or USAID. Don Wiseman spoke with Port Moresby based development advisor for USAID, Clay Epperson, and the SPC's governance advisor, Ali Suakai. He began by asking Ali Feletti how the SPC got involved.
5: Vanuatu, like almost all of the public services in the region, have challenges. And they reached out to us through the Prime Minister of Vanuatu, Honorable Ishmael Kalsaka, seeking uh, SPC's assistance in strengthening the Public Service Commission.
6: You're getting aid from USAID for this. Uh, how significant is that aid? Are you able to tell me, Clay?
7: Well, I can tell you in, in broader terms. So, the, the this is coming, the partnership between SPC and the government of Vanuatu is being supported by USAID's uh, project governance project activity, which is much broader. It goes throughout throughout the whole region, not just Vanuatu and not just with SPC, but uh, SPC is one of our prime partners. And it's a, it's a, 19, it's a total $19.8 million project over five years. Um, it aims to strengthen sound and responsive government by increasing government transparency and supporting citizen engagement and promoting human rights. They, it's working to empower the voice of citizens, particularly women, youth, and other marginalized voices throughout the 12 Pacific Island countries, including Vatuatu. And I don't know if, um, if Alfred, if you want to give, I, I don't have the exact number on me in terms of how much this project is that we're talking sure. about with the Public sure. Service Commission.
5: Sure. Thanks. Okay. The the estimate is about 60 million Vatu, which is about uh, about half a million dollars US over three consultancies and a lot of capacity training. The, I mean, We acknowledge the government of Vanuatu's um, foresight and, and honesty and recognize significant challenges within the public service in terms of uh, human resource management, job descriptions, all the things that, that I guess accepted practice around the region and Australia and New Zealand. And we're just, we're happy to strengthen that in Vanuatu. It's, it's, it's the common knowledge that a strong, independent, apolitical, political, transparent public service foundation for good governance
7: and
6: sound for sustainable development. Clay, when we talk about empowering people, how do we go about that?
7: Well, we work with different, uh, you know, different, Levels of, of and and sectors of society. So um, you know, at this at this one, for example, it's with the government, in which they've been a great partner and they've been really forward leaning on um, the public service commission has on wanting to wanting to do this type of work to uh, to reform their civil their public service commission. We work with civil society members and and uh, on different things such as you know women, youth, and um, also. Um, in Fiji, we've worked on we've partnered with government and local communities. We had a um, program, through project governance, working on, on elections. So uh, various different, through various different uh, levels of society. You know, we really do call it a partnership and we, we want it, you know, we want society leading it and then we respond to what their needs are be it government, civil society, or other?
6: One of the biggest issues I can see, one of the oddities in Vanuatu is the willingness of governments to get rid of the heads of government departments constantly. So there's a lot of change and there's a lot of mucking the organisations around by moving the permanent heads and so on and so on. Are you able, with this project, to get into looking at that area and the trouble, perhaps, that that causes? Alephaleti, asking you. <laughs> okay.
5: okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is an issue everywhere.
6: not is no
5: exception. We understand that it's a largely a sovereign matter, but we do strive to promote the principles of having a, a political public service. And I understand... A lot of the de- Director Generals are on on contracts, three-year contracts, and it's part of the reform process. They have a, a strong chairman, Chairman Martin Mahe, who has a strong vision about the public service going forward. I mean, just finally for me, we ended, would like to roll this out in the rest of the Pacific, obviously tailored for each jurisdiction and driven by their needs. <laughs>
0: That's Pacific Waves for today. To listen back, head over to rnzi.com slash programs, or you can download us on Spotify, iHeart, or Apple Podcasts. From myself and the team here at RNZ Pacific, to fast sui phua.